The Mishnah Yomi continues in the second parak of Masrot, Mishnah's Gimel and Dalit. Yesterday in the second parak, we were discussing that taking unfinished produce from the field to the home makes it kvela maser, so one would have to tithe it even before having a snack. But before that point, they don't have to tithe it. And so too, if someone's going to sell it, they set up shop to sell it, it's kavula maser. But if they're just passing through, they're not selling, it was not. Now here in Mishnah Gimel, we learn hamale perot minigale lihuda, or ole Someone's bringing his produce from Goliel, from up north to Yehuda, or he's bringing it to Shalayim. His intention is to sell it when he arrives at his destination because buy low, sell high. So what can he do? He can keep eating them as a snack. He's bringing a lot of dates, for instance. He can keep having dates. Obviously, he should be eating other foods as well, as the Rambam advises. Don't eat just fruit, it'll cause problems. But he, until he reaches his destination where he intends to sell them, he can keep eating them. Vechen bechazoro. Chazoro is the um, girsa that the Rambam had, and so too when he's returning. So if he changes his mind, he says, no, I'm going to go back to Golio, I'm going to go somewhere else. Um, until he reaches the place he's intending to go, he can still take a snack without tithing. Rabbi Meir, Omer, Adju Hashvit. Meir says he can take a snack until he reaches his Makom Shvita. Makom Shvita is where he spends Shabbat, his Shabbos. Because Rabbi Meir learns up like this, according to the Barnura, that a person might, you know, stay somewhere, like a little shack or whatever it is, you know, sleep by the side of the road on other nights, but on Shabbos, he's going to find somewhere Gishmak for Shabbos Menucha. He's going to set up, like, make it nice, make it as if it's his home. And so we know that eating on Shabbos, there's no snacks on Shabbos. Even if you think it's a snack, on Shabbos it has chashivas. It's considered kavua. It's considered achilas kavua, not achilas arais. So you would have to take tithes from what he eats on Shabbos, even though he's still on the road, he hasn't yet reached his destination. Harochlin, the peddlers, chamchazrin ba'ayarot, that go around to cities, they're selling spices, perfumes, cosmetics. They can keep eating their spices and whatever it is they're peddling until they reach the place that they're going to sleep. Now, they don't, not sleeping there one night, they would set up, you know, find a place where they could sleep, an inn or someone's house, a host where they could be for a few days so they could go around to all the local villages using that as their base camp. He says if he gets into a city, so the first house he stops in, that's considered his house. The burner explains when a peddler reached the city, he's been schlepping on the road all of his heavy wares that he's going to sell, and he wants to put his stuff down. So he'll find a house, say, hey, can I rest here? Can I unload here for a minute? And if the owner says, sure, then the man would want to stay there. If he's invited to sleep over too, he would want to stay there. So as soon as he puts his wares down, he's considered as if he it's his house and he would have to take tithes before eating. Mishnah Dalit, Peirot Shitarama, Nachlinikma So if you had Peirot that were not quite done yet, now recall the second half of the first parak talked about when Peirot are done, Legabe Meiser. So he took Truma, the first two percent that you give to the Kohen, before it was really finished. Shabilezer Omer, Oser, Excuse me, le'echol mehen arai. So Rebelezer says, once you've taken truma, you've made them as if they're done, even though, Lamaisa they're not physically done. 
and you can't have a snack from them until you take the other maestrut as well. The maestro rishon, trumat maeser, and the maestro sheni or maeser oni. Chachamim matir, the other sages allow it. It's just because you've taken truma, it's a spiritual change, but legabe, the physical status of these items, they're still not done yet. Chutz mikokalat te'enim, except for the basket of figs. Now, the sages would agree to Eliezer if somebody had a basket of figs, Recall he's collecting figs in his basket, and he puts leaves on top so they don't dry out. That's considered, in a sense, the gemar malacha for fresh figs. Typically, what would happen, recall the end of the first parak, is they would dry the figs. They would put them in a mold, put, press them into a cake, an eagle de vela, a, a cake of figs, or they'd press them into a, a um, barrel or a cask to uh, squish them in, dry them out, or, or have them all squished into a barrel. So typically they would do that processing before taking truma. That's, that's typically how they'd eat them. But if someone changes their mind, decides to eat them fresh, fresh from the basket, and tithes the basket, then we know that they're koveya, we know they're done, and you have to take maeser. Ferret Yisrael is another explanation about how this works. The Mishnah brings another machlokit about this basket of figs called kolat ta'enim shitzroma, this basket, this basket of figs. It's not the not the bucket or the cask or the barrel, it's the basket of fresh figs. And he took truma already, truma gedola, Rabbi Shimon, Mati, Rabbi Shimon says he could still have a snack, chachamim osim. The sages say no, but Rabbi Leazar, he has to take the other tithes first before he eats anymore. So Rabbi Shimon does not hold that taking the truma gedola, that first 2%, is koveya for the rest of the maestros. Shalom Aleichem again, Rabotai. Just a special announcement. We are, God willing, God willing, making a bris, brit milah, bevrit, if you like, on Thursday morning, tomorrow, Mir Hashem, at Beit Yaakov, 36157 Mile Lane. That's Rabbi Goldface's Beit Knesset. There's a davening at 645, bris about 745. Tisko the mitzvot.